Hello from Toronto and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Ipsasby Meeting Highlights audio podcast. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the Ipsasby's recent meeting from June the 19th to June the 22nd in Toronto. The Consultative Advisory Group, or CAG, met on June the 18th. There's a separate podcast on the CAG. Videos with both the Ipsasby and CAG chairs will be released shortly. I'm John Stanford, Technical Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standard Board. Joining me is Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers, along with staff members Ross Smith, Dave Warren, Amon Diliweo, Joe Spencer and Paul Mason. Welcome to all of you, and a particular welcome to Amon, who is joining us for the first time. Amon is a Zimbabwean citizen who has relocated to our Toronto office from Johannesburg. Ian, please could you give us a high-level overview of the just-concluded Ipsasby meeting? Thanks, John. Yes, it's been a really important meeting, this. Very productive. In particular, we approved the financial instruments standard, which will become IPSAS 41. You'll hear more about that shortly. We also had very important discussions about the social benefits project uh, in terms of scope and definitions. And most importantly, the board decided to proceed with the standard uh, for approval in December this year. So very important news. Then we also considered the revenue and non-exchange expenses project. We took some important decisions there, which will help us take the various parts of that project forward. And finally, we uh, considered the measurements project uh, and again moved that forward in terms of some of the key areas, some of the structure of that uh, document and how the various elements of that fit together. So a very productive meeting. We also heard about the... uh, strategy and work plan roundtables that have gone on uh, around the world over the last three months or so, and Ross will tell us more about those. But overall, those have been very successful and have got, given us a lot of excellent feedback, which we'll take forward into the board's discussions on the strategy and work plan during the autumn. Thank you, Ian. Some good news on financial instruments in particular. Dave, can you tell us more? Thanks, John. You know, I actually think we had some great news on financial instruments. What the IPSASB was able to do this week was approve the IPSAS 41 financial instruments. And what this means for the public sector is that now they'll have IPSAS 41, which really substantially improves the information that will be available in the financial statements as it relates to financial assets and liabilities. The way that IPSAS 41 does this is by improving and replacing the guidance in the existing financial instrument standard, IPSIS 29. And the way these improvements occur is in three basic ways. The first one is you see IPSIS introduce a principles-based classification model. This is an improvement over the uh, rules-based model in IPSIS 29 and should really help entities um, determine the classification of financial assets. The second improvement we'll see is a forward-looking impairment model. This will be really beneficial to users of financial statements because you'll see credit losses recognized earlier as compared to the existing incurred model in IPSIS 29. And then the third improvement we see is a uh, more flexible hedge accounting model, which allows entities to apply hedge accounting to a broader swath of transactions. Now, what we've seen is IPSIS 41 is really based on IFRS 9, but I think a big benefit for the public sector is the fact that 
the board spent a significant amount of time really thinking about public sector specific issues. And what we've seen here is because the board spent so much time on this, um, they were able to develop additional application guidance and examples to really show how the principles in IPSIS 41 are applied to public sector specific uh, transactions. So coming out of this, John, I think we had a really great meeting and constituents can look forward to seeing IPSIS 41 and uh, an associated webcast at the end of July 2018. John, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you, Dave. Paul, please can you update listeners on the IPSASB Social Benefits Project and related issues in the Non-Exchange Expenses Project? Thanks, John. The IPSASB reviewed the responses to ED63 for the first time at this meeting. The first area that was considered was the scope and definitions. Respondents supported the scope of the ED, but had concerns over the definitions. The IPSASB has agreed to maintain the scope of the project, but has clarified the definitions to make it clear that social benefits only refers to cash transfers. Guidance on collective services and what we called universally accessible services will be provided elsewhere. As Ian has alluded to, the main debate arising out of the responses related to the obligating event approach, where ED63 had included an alternative view. There was no agreement amongst respondents as to which approach to follow. Therefore, the board has agreed to proceed on the basis of ED63. However, given there was a wide range of views expressed, this has triggered consideration at the board about when we need to start formalising post-implementation reviews. Turning to the non-exchange expenses project, the board has agreed that there is no obligation for the provision of collective services to the public other than the purchase of goods and services to deliver those services. Guidance on this will be provided as an appendix to IPSAS 19 and this is likely to be extended to include universally accessible services. Finally on non-exchange expenses, the IPSASB also considered the public sector performance obligation approach. It's still considering this with the key issue being whether or not an asset exists for the grant provider. Thank you, Paul. At this meeting, IPSASB continued to develop its proposals on revenue. Joe and Ammon, can you highlight some of the main points that arose on revenue? First, Ammon, on our approach to revenue transactions, which don't differ from those of profit-seeking entities. Thank you, John. Once again, it is a great privilege to be a new staff member at the IPSASB. It was also an honour to present to the board for the first time. After considering alignment with the ISB pronouncement IFRS 15 revenue from contracts with customers, the IPSASB decided that there are no major public sector issues that warrant departure. As a result, the only changes that will be made are to terminology. IFRS 15 introduces some new definitions, and the IPSASB discussed how to incorporate these into a new IPSAS. The IPSAS we are developing will replace IPSAS 9, revenue from exchange transactions, and IPSAS 11 construction contracts. Thanks, Ammon, and great to have you on board. Joe, please update us on IPSASB's discussions on the public sector performance obligation approach and some of the other public sector-specific issues on revenue. Thanks, John. 
The Board had a thorough discussion on how the requirements in the performance obligation approach in IFRS 15 could be expanded to address public sector specific revenue transactions. I'm pleased to say that the Board has decided to proceed with this approach and ask staff to commence the drafting for an exposure draft with a particular emphasis on identifying public sector issues in Step 1, which is identifying the contract, and Step 2, identifying the performance obligation. Staff will also develop options for accounting for capital grants and for transactions with time requirements. The Board also discussed services in kind. These are volunteer services. They decided not to change the recognition requirements in IPSAS 23, which allow, but do not require, recognition of such services. However, the Board asked staff to explore providing an encouragement for entities to disclose information related to any volunteer services they may have received. Thank you, Joe. Ross, Ian has mentioned the highly successful series of roundtables in Asia, Europe, Africa and South America. Can you tell us a bit more about these events and also some additional local events? Thanks, John. There were four roundtables held in Brussels, Brasilia, Addis Ababa and Manila. The Ipsasby is grateful to the hosts of the roundtables, Accountants of Europe, the Brazilian Federal Government and Professional Accounting Bodies, the African Union and the Asian Development Bank. There were also local roundtable events held in the UK, New Zealand and other jurisdictions. The roundtables were a great success, allowing direct engagement with almost 400 attendees from 108 countries, representing more than 300 organizations. The IPSASB benefits greatly from this feedback from a broad representation of global stakeholders. The IPSASB considered a high-level summary of roundtable responses at the June 2018 meeting and will consider a detailed review of roundtable feedback and comment letters at its September 2018 meeting. In October, the IPSASB will also discuss feedback with its consulted advisory group and the oversight board, the Public Interest Committee. The IPSASB aims to approve a final strategy and work plan for the 2019-2023 period at its December 2018 meeting. Ian, could you give us some final comments, please? Thanks, John. I think this has been a really important meeting with the approval of IPSAS 41 and the decisions that the board made in terms of finalisation of the social benefits project, both being important milestones for the board. Certainly the work that we put in on the other projects in terms of the strategic direction of those projects I think will give us a really good foundation to build on over the coming months and importantly the feedback we've had on our strategy and work plan will really give the final document a lot of legitimacy going forwards. So again really important in terms of the board's work over the coming years. Overall I think a very important meeting, very good success uh, and a lot of hard work from both the board and staff has really resulted uh, in some important decisions uh, and will stand us in good stead over the coming months. Thank you Ian. Thanks to all who've joined us today and to you our listeners. The next IPSASB meeting will be from September the 19th to September the 22nd, again in Toronto. Meetings of the IPSASB are open and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the IPSASB website, www.ipsasb.org.
All audio podcast meeting highlights and CAG podcasts are available in the meetings section of the Ipsasby website. And listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Listeners could also follow us on Twitter at IPSASB underscore news. Thank you for listening and join us again in September.